bro. We're podcasting. So uh, we're podcasting. There was some stuff I wanted to talk about when I thought about like if we finally got on here, like we'd been planning to do. Yeah. What we might talk about, and I was thinking about um, the way you've been training, and I thought that like I really don't know almost anything about it, and I think most people wouldn't. Um, because you know, it's a pretty like niche kind of like modality and you know what I mean? Like, I don't think anybody know how to train for a strong, I mean, that's what it's called, right? Strongman is like the kind of, um, yeah, that's the sport. That's the sport. And you're training with a guy. How long have you been training with this guy now? Um, I guess we started, uh, sometime in September, I guess. Okay. So, you know, a little bit of time now, um, you know. Yeah, about three months, maybe. Yeah, three months going on four. Three months under your belt, and this guy—I uh, mean, he's an expert. But like, is he—is he like a pro? Does he? Is, is this? Uh, is, I mean, is it's this, not like not his only source of income, but he competes professionally. That's why. Uh, that's why I was asking because it would seem to me like from my perspective, knowing those kinds of sports, where like these guys, they kind of do it more for the glory than they do the money because you know if you're gonna do it professionally you're not gonna well but then there are guys too there are guys yeah yeah know, i mean if you're if you're on like the, made a huge name yeah if you've competed in the world's you know world strongman or you get to the point when you're on where you're on giants live or something then you're probably making you know i mean it's not anything compared to like a pro athlete in popular sports but right 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 you're That's making something I mean, so like, and yeah. these guys, but a lot of them, you know, they're maintaining regular jobs too. And like undergoing this, like pretty extremely difficult training. And especially if you're on like the pro level and, you know, having to find income from other sources as well. And I mean, I, I find that pretty cool. Those kinds of sports where it's like really passion driven because there's not as big of a carrot on the end of the stick. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, lots of these people have families and stuff, but, uh, and there is money out there too, I'm sure for it. Cause you know, there's big names and there's like, uh, you know, you, there's levels you can get to, but how many guys in the world are there really like that? Yeah. You know, the, the, yeah. I mean, a few, I mean, c- compared to the number that probably compete out of the, yeah, the love of the Yeah, sport. totally. I mean, just like Eddie Hall and Brian right, Shaw right. and Thor, <laughs> uh, you know, those are like the only three that anybody would probably know about. Maybe Mario Putinatsky. Or... And like, I can remember growing up, like, you know, like now I would have, since I didn't, at least not recently, and maybe that'll change now that you're kind of involved in it. But since I didn't have like kind of a personal interest in it, it's not something I go looking for to watch. But I can remember growing up, you know, back in the days of more, more so of cable, like, you know, you'd be crossing, you'd be, you'd be, uh, channel channel surfing and you go across like an espn channel or something and there's a strongman competition on you know and like a lot of times you just stop and watch because you're like let's see how you know how big of a damn rock this guy can throw (laughs) over his head backwards and shit it's like it it is kind of intriguing even if you're not you know involved or interested in the sport really yeah you know uh it's a pretty cool sport in that sense but like what is like a training approach that you use for like, what does your week look like when it comes to training? Well, I mean, I'm sure my week mm-hmm. is a lot different than 
than his, you know, I'm sure it's, I think with them, it's structured around specific activities. There's obviously a lot of, you know, you're always working your basics and things, but with my, the way I train, at least with him, um, it's basically uh, lower body, upper body, and then uh, conditioning day, which we'll do like farmer's walks or heavy bag carries. Um, and then upper body is either, you know, a bench variation and then accessories or um, a shoulder press variation and accessories. You know, sometimes we'll do a log press, stuff like that. Um, and then lower body is going to be a deadlift variation and then, or, or a squat variation and then accessories. So, so like, uh, from, from my experience, which is, which is limited, um, I mean, it kind of has a lot of similarities to like a power lifting kind of, approach. yeah, hundred like percent. I mean, uh, they focus on a few like really fundamental, obviously three main movements and then uh oh and then everything else is almost like accessory just heavy lifts and those three movements and everything else is just based around that yeah i think so although mm -hmm. when you're actually competing then you then you you practice uh you know you train like specific competition movements that's so more complex but kind of like a similar approach yeah um, yeah i mean like i don't know if you're familiar with like the west side barbell yeah, I've, I've, uh, stuff, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. So you know, we you do know, a lot. Of, we do a lot of their a lot of their stuff. A lot of the protocols that they have. You know, we were doing reverse hypers yesterday. Yeah. Um. Uh, the guy was Louis. Was his name right? I think, that, yeah, I think so. He like, um, he was like, well, did he uh, didn't he invent the reverse hyper? Isn't and, Dave Dave T? Is he West Side Barbell? I'm not sure. I just remember Louis Simmons, and he died recently. But um, so you know, I grew up in Southern Ohio. I grew up uh, near Cincinnati. And I think Westside yeah, is in, yeah, Louis Simmons. I think Westside's in Columbus, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, but I think it's in Columbus, Ohio. I grew up in Cincinnati. But, like, um, there was kind of a culture. There was kind of a powerlifting culture there. Um, a lot of guys were into it. I had some friends who trained for a pretty long time. Yeah. Um, and I would even uh, go to the gym with them sometimes when I visited up there. And, uh, you know, a kid I grew up with all my life like and uh, and close with my he's still close with my brother up there when i go up there i might like you know go uh do a do a gym sesh with him just and he'd kind of show me the ropes this was a long time ago and um i kind of got into it for a minute a little bit of the powerlifting, but it was very just kind of like independently i mean i just i just tried to see how you know i gained some weight tried to see if i could get my deadlift heavier it, it got as heavy as it's ever been back then um, but I was eating like crazy and I don't really like, I don't, I don't like eating that much personally. It's probably why those sports aren't my, my forte, but uh, anyways, they all, I think some of that was kind of like spread out of the West side, like mentality that was kind of spread out around like Southern Ohio from Columbus. Cause that's only, I think about three hours. It was like a, but there was like a powerlifting and a lot of competitions around that area. Um, and some pretty crazy, like guys, like Jack guys and stuff. But yeah, that was West Side um, up there, not too far from where I grew up. Yeah, it's in Columbus. Yeah. No, I mean, there's like, I don't know, there's probably like ten or twelve like elite, super elite like lifters that came out of that school, you know. And then 
I mean, that's before it became so influential. And now, of course, it's like standard. It's like standard operating procedure for powerlifting for the most part. The, the conjugate method, they call it. That's what he, Louis Simmons called it, the conjugate method. Yeah. That dude was like a... Yeah, that dude was like a, a, I don't know, like a scientist. I mean, he wrote a bunch of books. He uh, came up with, the, I think, the, if I'm not mistaken, he came up with the reverse hyper. And yeah, that's one of his, for sure. Yeah, it fixed people's lower backs and like, you know. So yesterday we were doing them and uh, like I've done reverse hypers before and, and, I, and I always did them real strict, right? Yeah. And, and I'm thinking this is the best way to do them. And, and so I'm doing them super strict and he's like, no, you're doing them wrong. There's two ways. So uh, yeah, he help, he helps me a lot. Yeah, I mean, but there's you know there's two different ways to approach it. You can do it slow and under control, but that's really not the point of the exercise. The point of the exercise is to like it to be a dynamic stretch. So really, you power it up as hard as you can on top, and then you just let it come down, and then you really do get into a swinging motion. So yeah, after yeah. we did three sets of these. Um, I did whale tails. I did, did drop. I did a. Uh, I can't think. What's what when you do two exercises back to back? Oh, uh, uh, superset. Yeah, so we did superset whale tails, and then reverse hypers. We did three three sets, supersets of those, and I literally could almost hardly not even walk because my lower back was just so pumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it took um, about a good twenty minutes before I could like right. move regularly again. And you know, I can't get that with a regular hyperextension. I just can't. Personally, uh, and maybe it's me, maybe it's the hyperextensions I use, but like I just can't target the way I want to. Like, not that it's ineffective, but like I get a lot of hip flexors in there. And there's probably stuff I'm doing wrong that a coach could show me since I've never been like formally trained on anything. Um, but yeah, with the reverse hyper, I think you can target that more. And like Louie came up with that to because, you know, everybody in that sport has a bad lower back or they did. And people kind of just accepted it. Like you do the sport, you're breaking your back down. And he's like, no, it's just like more or less untrained. Like mm -hmm. you got to hit it. Just like it, it reminds me of the knees over toes guy, you know? Yeah. A lot, a lot of it's unorthodox seemingly, but also, also, and, but then this stuff, some of this stuff works. Like everybody always says, don't let your knees go over your toes. Right. And this guy's pulling a sled backwards and it's like, people are fixing their knees with that. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, he is legit. Yeah, yeah, and it, but, but that kind of reminds me of Louis. Like Louis was like an early guy like that. I think kind of like revolutionary thinking in it. In like um, I don't know, especially with the lower back stuff. Because oh, I remember what I was gonna say. I was losing my thought for a second, and it struck me too that you said like you know you were kind of trying to go slow and controlled. And since mm -hmm. you and I have always been interested in bodybuilding, yeah, I think we kind of like assume that approach with everything. And then sometimes you got to realize like to yourself that there's other ways to exercise besides that one approach. Yeah. I mean, that's something, I mean, I'm just doing this as a hobby. I don't ever plan to compete and who knows how long I'll keep doing it. Cause honestly, I mean, I'll keep doing it. I'll keep doing it. But as far as the trainer goes, it's expensive. But, um, um, the first day he was like, we're going to make you an athlete. You know what I mean? Like he's thinking, he's thinking in terms of like sports science and like how athletes train, and it's very different. Like last, so last night I was doing. Yesterday was the Met Metcon day, right? So, you know, uh, nothing. It's nothing fancy. It's a lot of just like box jumps and 
uh, we did some just uh, yesterday we were doing box jumps and then we were going right into uh, or step ups or something. And then we were going right into uh, bag squats. And so uh, I'm doing it, you know, I'm doing it, I'm doing it just fine or whatever. It's pretty heavy. It's like a 150 pound bag. You know, you pick it up, you squat down the box, stand up. And uh, I was like, I was like, these don't feel like I can do these. They don't feel intentional. Right. You know, they don't feel intentional. And he was like, well, you're, you're, your like discipline has been bodybuilding and that's all like mind muscle connection mm -hmm. and this is like dynamic this is like the whole body moving so it right. probably does feel weird to you you know Ooh. you just got to think about exerting power over it and not trying to connect it to muscles moving because there's too many things going on right i think it's a big difference it's weird and it's kind of like a, a neurological thing like you train your you you train yourself to think about how you're going to connect to that particular muscle and like you imagine the muscle, you know what I mean? And yeah. you get better at that over time. Like you, you can't just walk in the gym and do that. You can't. Well, what, yeah. You, that's new. Yeah. That, that's like a, a thing that you develop. And then, yeah, like with strength and, you know, um, you know, for like explosive power and training for things like that, it's completely different. Cause like, it's okay to incorporate the rest of the body to get the movement done. You know what I mean? It's like a whole reverse kind of approach to it. Yeah. And that's, you know, I mean, it's a discipline, right? I mean, a basketball player is going to have strengths that a football player doesn't and vice versa. The thing about bodybuilding is uh, like, it's not really functional. It's not functional at all. And I was going to say that like when I did focus a little more on bodybuilding, which I never probably did it exactly right. Because like I said, I'm like kind of self, I mean, I am self-trained and, uh, and so there's probably a lot of mistakes. Like if I ever got a coach, which I've never had that they would, they would call me out on correct for me, but I get things done and I, I know how to change my body and I know, I feel like how to get to a, a result. But, um, I never felt when I was doing more of that alone, that like, it really helped me outside of the gym anywhere. Like it didn't help me carry groceries better. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe lift more weight, but yeah. you know, the weight would seem less. But like now that I train more functionally, like I can bound up steps. I mean, I know it sounds weird, but I'm 44 and I noticed the difference. Like I yeah. can bound up steps. I can walk up long inclines. Um, you 100%. Know, and yeah. feel good doing it. I, I mean, never felt that from bodybuilding before. When I, when I was at my most like lean, aesthetically appealing, jacked, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I mean, I probably I couldn't. You probably mentioned too your size because I'd assume – I'd assume that like, since you kind of got interested in strong men, it had something to do with the fact that you're a good specimen for it. Like genetic. I think so. I mean, most of them are like huge guys. Right. Yeah. So what's your size right now? Um, right now I'm like 285 and 6'3 okay. is my height. And this is a heavy, this is a pretty heavy, uh, weight for me. I mean, I've been at it for a while now, but, uh, only recently got back into the gym, but, but what I was saying is, uh, you know, when I was at my most, I was at this weight, 287, but like probably 10, 10 to 5% less body fat. So I was a lot more jacked and lean, but it was all looks because I couldn't run this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Part yeah. of that's, you know, probably drugs, but a lot of it's just, just like well, not, just not doing cardio and just yeah, not doing yeah. anything functional. You know, you're just going in there and just trying to get your muscles big, which I still love bodybuilding. I respect it. And I do too. And I always like almost to a fault in that, like, it's hard for me to change. Yeah. Um, because like, well, and you, you, you know, and I, we're vain, you know, I mean, that's well, part of it. 
You know, I was, I guess. And that's kind of maybe how it began, but it transformed over time. Like I, I have, there's so many better reasons to do it. That reason is kind of like, it can be secondary and still work for you. I, will, I only lift because of, I only lift when it comes to bodybuilding stuff. I only do it because of aesthetics. Now that's not saying right. that I, that's, that's not like, saying, hold on a second. Let me say, let me finish. that's not saying that there's two types of aesthetics. I do it because of the visual aesthetic, right? But I also do it because of the internal aesthetic, the feeling of being a certain size and shape, the yeah, way yeah. I move in the world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's still only it's still only aesthetic. Like if you took that out of the equation, there would be no reason to bodybuild. You know. Right. Um, no, I mean that's that's its that's its that's its goal, right? That's its fundamental like Yeah, but some people but some people, but some people think like bodybuilding, they do it to be healthy. Right. No. You're well, right I mean, and honestly, honestly, yeah, it's better than like doing well, nothing. You know, and for sure, it, oh, it's better absolutely. than running. Just, just, just <laughs> you retaining know? muscle mass. Um, that's and, just, that's yeah. so key for as you age. Like, I think that's 100%. one of the biggest. And I've I can't remember this uh, doctor's name. She's on Instagram, and she's always talking about. She's like big on protein, 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 and weight resistance for oh, age. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Rhonda, Rhonda, is her name Rhonda? It might be. Uh, yeah, I can't think of her last name right now. I don't know who. But that is so important for like, because if you can't, if as you age, if you don't have the muscle mass to, uh, the ability to do the things that it takes to be a contributing member of society, that's when you start like, I mean, you're going to break down eventually anyways, but that's how you elongate right. your life. No, no, I, 100%. And bodybuilding will even contribute to that. Yeah. But um, it's just not obviously very functional, almost to the point that it may, in some ways, especially if you approach it incorrectly, yeah. it could it, it, it could be a detriment in functionality because yeah. it's, it's easy to build, you know, muscle imbalances. And oh, yeah, you know, that's what well, you you saw my back the other month. Like that was, I, I generally feel that's because of just like imbalances. I'm super quad dominant. Oh, yeah. And we, and we yeah. spent the last like you know, three or four weeks before every workout doing like basically, basically rehab type stuff, you know, the lower back, you know, just single leg deadlifts and, and whale tails and all this different stretching and stuff just to try to get my glutes activated and, and my posterior chain going. Cause that's like an imbalance that I got, I think from the way I was lifting for so long, you know, and it's easy to do because like the guy and, that's another thing that can be like that, that can be related to that is that these guys that made bodybuilding so prevalent, you know, like especially the old school guys and stuff the Arnold's and the Serge Dubray's mm -hmm. and the, um, you know, all those uh, Frank Zane's and Franco Colombo. Yeah. Franco Colombo. I mean, you could name a hundred guys and these guys kind of brought, brought the sport to the forefront when it, it existed, but you know, in very much a, a niche. And anyways, um, and the drugs came onto the scene and these guys were like real life Adonises for the first time ever. And, um, people saw that as such a picture of health and it was like portrayed. It was portrayed from the sport too, as a picture of health. Well, you and, know, the truth you know, is though, is that I think, uh, I mean, I think early on it was like, if you look at like Steve Reeves, you know, and those guys, like they were, I think they were definitely healthy. I think Arnold was healthy. No, 100% healthier than now. Yeah, right? and then, sure. you know, yeah. as the sport progresses, it gets more and more extreme, which is a certain part of that I find 
not necessarily appealing that I want to pursue it, but I kind of like respect extremity when it comes to the, you know? Yeah. Almost, like uh, an, almost like an asceticism. It's almost like a form of asceticism in a way. You know, we were talking about Louis Simmons earlier and he was like, uh, he was a big fan of, um, of drugs, of anabolic steroids. You know, he well, was like, obviously he was a power lifter. I know, but I'm just <laughs> saying he, like, you know, like he was vocal about it. Uh, in the sense that he thought they could improve, improve. Yeah. He was, or, or, or longevity or. Yeah. He did. Basically yeah. he just offended, defended PEDs, you know, yeah, yeah, whereas yeah. a lot of people. There's, I mean, I think there's been, been people out there like that, but, um, you well, know, the reason... more so in the past, it was just not even talked about, even yeah. though, you know what I mean? Uh, and now it's funny to me that some of that even is still around now with not talked about. Yeah, or, or attempted to not talk, like you know, they never talk about it in bodybuilding. They don't talk about like, oh, yeah. look, look at Raleigh Winkler. Like, well, man, he must have ran some good cycle. Like they don't announce. I, well, the show. Like, he must have ran some good cycles this year. Yeah, you know I mean? they don't. They don't to the public. But I mean, I definitely think it's a lot yeah. more open than it used to be. Oh, hundred percent. Because you'll have just, just through I the mean, spread of information. Yeah, around. I mean, yeah. even if you, but if you go on YouTube, you know, you'll find pros that are like talking about their cycles and stuff. You know, so I don't think it's that. Nobody's pretending like they're not. I mean, the people that are pretending are the ones that are like influencers or like Hollywood, you know, to think that some of these guys get jacked in six weeks or, you know, three months and don't that's, take some, at least some tests or something like. Even that starting, you know, to come to yeah. light. To, even oh, yeah. In the public eye. Yeah. Mo- there's uh, so much information out there now. And it's such a kind of a, an easy subject to make like content about. It, for these, you know, for, for yeah, more more people. dates, more dates, more plates. He's more, more plates, more dates. More yeah. plates, more dates. He's, Although I, I like Derek. I like. No, Derek. I think Derek's good. I think he's very good. He's but he, but I'm saying he's like kind of he's like kind of like moved towards this longevity perspective. Yeah, yeah. I and think so. I think that's kind of an just like a little more of an indicator that he's um a guy who like everything he does is from his like deep personal interest. Like yeah. that's why he's kind of like so well versed on like all this, you know, all this optimization stuff and all this. Uh, he reads studies, you know, and like gets technical. I don't know what's going on or who's here. Hang on, dude. We were we were flowing too. Hang on a second. I don't know who this is. But uh, no, with that stuff, I think that um, people are more informed than they used to be. I mean, obviously more and more so all the time and like they know. And now it's like, now it's, now it's almost to the point that people can't share anything. Like you share a trailer, like a, a production company shares a trailer of a new movie. And um, one of the, uh, what are those brothers that play the one place Thor, uh, uh, Liam and Chris Hemsworth, like Chris Hemsworth, if he's in the movie or, or, or the rock or somebody, they play the trailer. And like, if you watch the trailer on YouTube and read the comments that, it's all like, oh, I can see, he's, you know, he's eating his trend. He's, yeah. he, I mean, I mean, so yeah, a, there's he, no, well, he's, that's, he's, he's trending hard and he's eating, eating clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's, there's no balance, right? I mean, right. like people are going to either use it as a crutch or an excuse not to. Right. You know what I mean? They're either going to lean out so much that that's where they get all their gains from and they're unhealthy, or they're not going to do anything and say they don't get results because they're not using that. When they really could get results, they just are lazy. There's like no balance. Like it's just just a tool, you know, it's just like protein or creatine or 
you know, reading a book about lifting. It's like a tool to get you better. A lot of people, very, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people on the, uh, you know, like in this world, like that are YouTubing and like getting uh, serious about stuff that understand it more now. And like, you can find it, all the information you want. Information used to be so much less available. And now, you know, you can get on here and you can watch people who, guys, remember what I was doing? Uh, you can watch people who uh, have done it and know it, you know, and, and they share it everywhere and you can get the info now. It used to be so like mystical about how to, like somebody would find it find it or put together a cycle or put together a post cycle or they didn't even know about a post cycle but they just they just pumped that stuff in you know what i mean it was like a it was like a 90s gym thing and at least people are doing it a little more informed now but they definitely don't i think uh i don't think they're completely naive to the fact that like the guys they're watching on screen who are 50 years old and still looking great are probably doing stuff you know what i mean yeah oh yeah 100 percent the first cycle I ever did was um, uh, I was like 21 maybe and I did like 500 milligrams of test and I did like uh, four weeks of D-ball at the beginning and I did a um, uh, I did post cycle with like Novadex or whatever 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 it was then um, but but here's the funny part so and we can edit this out if you don't, or if you don't want to talk about it. But I'm, about I'm doing extra test, and I'm first off, it's iffy territory as a Jehovah's Witness to begin with, right? To be doing illicit drugs. So you're then, still practicing then? Yeah, so I was still practicing, even though I wasn't into it. I was still practicing, whatever. Uh, so just imagine not being able to have premarital sex and hitting your body with a bunch of. <laughs> Exogenous testosterone. It's not, just, <laughs> just, just not a good idea. It's just not a good idea. Not at all. Not at all. No. The, <laughs> no outlet. No outlet. No outlet. The gym was my outlet. And it wasn't well, that good. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I, I mean, I guess it makes a lot of sense from that point. Like, uh, <laughs> I didn't know where you were going when you first began the story, but yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a thing, you know, if you use that, it's a thing that it's, uh, you're gonna, it ramps things up. <laughs> I, mean, feel, I feel like this is a touchy subject for you. It's not touchy. It's just, um, I don't know. It's not touchy. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, there are, these are things to think about. I mean, just even that, like when you talk about like what people know and don't know about, like people don't even think necessarily about that um or you know how a higher or lower sex drive changes their lives because it, it can i mean you if know you know look back I mean? you if you look back, so like a lot of these things if we're talking about cycles and stuff i mean uh, to look at me you probably i mean i am a big person but you wouldn't necessarily i don't think say oh this guy's done steroids but but at points in my life i've been at least closer to where you might think that um, but I've done multiple cycles and a lot of these side effects, I'm thinking particularly of trend because, you know, it's such a popular drug because it's so powerful, but a lot of this stuff doesn't even like, these are not blatant things that come out. Um, how do I put this? I mean, these aren't like, like, sure you could break out. It's, they're not like that though. It's not like you're getting zits and you can treat them. They're like, they're like slight 
underlying mental changes that really affect your personality mm-hmm. and your actions in a lot of ways that people don't realize. Uh, and I can testify to that based on my own experiences, just because if I look back at a lot of the different times where I've been at really bad lows, whether it was because I was, I mean, it could have been like relationships or it could have been any type of situation where I was under a lot of stress and made poor decisions for whatever reason. Well, the reason I think part of the reason was, is because if I look back a lot of the times I was on those drugs, mm-hmm. the very powerful ones. So I, I just think you got to be really careful. I mean, I'm a fan. I think anyone should be really of careful. any type of. I'm a fan of like any type of performance enhancing stuff. <clears throat> uh, you know, as uh, long as it's done. Don't even, aware people, and you're, people just don't even know what they're really deciding on when they decide whether or not they're going to use something that will, um, you know, affect their their natural production. Like I can think just of at least shut two, down, can, just the shutdown alone, and the fact that you're kind of making a pretty long term decision. Yeah. I can think even, of at least even with a few cycles or one, you could affect your oh yeah production. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's why I had to get on testosterone because of probably just like one early cycle that I didn't do right or something. But right, but I can think of at least like two jobs that I quit because I was because I was roid ranging. And you think that's a direct correlation? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Well, hey, 100%. you're not, you know. It's not like that. At least it's not like the old trope of like you, you got in a fight because of it or something, you know, because yeah. yeah. like there's not as much of I that, think that's only I think. because I, I think that's only because I'm just not naturally a violent person. Right. But I if think, I had that in me, I think those things mm-hmm. could have totally become violent. But instead, I yeah. just got angry and stormed off, you know, you know, and a lot of people have said that kind of like um, it just it has like an, some enhancement qualities in sense in the sense of whatever you kind of like tendencies you already have might get um, pronounced. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I do kind of believe that about it, but, yeah. uh, but also I think it has a lot to do with the compounds and stuff too. Cause like trend does that to just about anybody, but then it's just a terrible I drug. I mean, most, it's... Well, well, I think most guys on reasonable amounts of tests, they don't yeah. become raging. You know, they don't, Oh yeah. 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 It's, they don't have I don't think test, issues. Yeah. I mean, I think you could dose test pretty high and not get retarded in terms of your behavior. Uh, but trends is a different story. It's just a harsh, harsh drug. It fucks with you know, and to, tendons and personality and anger and oh, you sweat like crazy he, and you can't he, sleep and you can't do any cardio. God, if I did these Metcon days on trend, I would literally probably die. I'm not even joking. I mean, I well, at least feel like it. If you think too about guys who uh, uh, that people look to when they want to take something like that, so like you know, pro bodybuilders, that kind of thing, and a lot of them that they you might idolize. Well, a lot of them they might idolize. They you know they live kind of different lives in the sense that their their lives are mostly dedicated to a lot of training. Mm-hmm. Some of them, um, you know, have a lot of things taken care of for them. They don't have necessarily like an office to go to or a workplace to go to where they're going to have to interact with <laughs> as yeah, many yeah, people yeah. in stressful situations, you know yeah, what I look, mean? Yeah, they're, they're kind of isolated from some of that. And then you got your average everyday Joe that tries something like that. Yeah. He's at, a, at the workplace, you know, say he works construction or something, you know, he might be starting a fight with a, an opposing trade or a coworker or something where he might yeah. not have 
Yeah, you exactly. Got short fuse on it. They're looking at professional, <laughs> successful athletes that are a little bit insulated, you know. Yeah. Word. Yeah. I... Not completely. Not completely. I mean, obviously, they have to interact with the world, but yeah, I mean, they have stressors too. But it, right. it's still, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but the world uh, in that sense has changed, and I mean, I guess. Uh, I guess you know, <laughs> you almost might be able to say that Liver King was was when we jumped the shark. Liver King, Liver, Liver, oh, Liver King, Liver King, Liver King, Liver King is when we jumped the shark because it's kind of like he made it such a thing. Uh, his whole shtick, his whole like angle was this pri- primal, like ancestral, natural life. Ancestral. And, or ancestral? And, and, no, I don't know about that part. But ancestral was what is what? Yeah, obviously, like that's his brand. And yeah. since that, so like a bodybuilder doesn't say like I guess there's there's this whole fake natty mindset. Like they they want to pr- convey themselves as natty, but you look at them and you know they're not. Um, but then you got this guy. He's not a bodybuilder. He's he's not, and he's got really famous, but his whole his whole ideology that he is promoting that's his kind of his brain and his business is against anything that would be about steroids. You know what I mean? And that, so that's it's like the height of hypocritical. It really is. And that's, I think where people are so kind of uh, intrigued by it because lots of people online, we know won't talk about doing steroids and you, you can assume they do steroids. Yeah. You know, Michael Hearn and other guys like that. Yeah. I was and, thinking about him the other day. John, my trainer, was showing me a video of him doing five by five with four or five or something on fifties uh, on, on uh, incline bench. Yeah, and it asked me if I thought it was real or not. And I, I like, I think, I think Michael Hearn is definitely a genetic. You know, he's an exemplar. Exemplar. Uh, he's a, uh, you know, an oh, elite genetic he's a specimen. Specimen for he's a specimen. you know, is he natural? I don't think so. I mean, come on. I mean, but do I think he did four or five or five by five? Yeah, probably. I mean, he's been looking for a long enough time. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't think that was fake. I'm not even. But you know what I was going to say earlier is, is, um, you know, about trend is I haven't really paid attention to this stuff uh, in a while, but I wonder, I don't, I feel like that's not a drug. And I could be wrong, but I feel like that's not a drug that pros really use. I, don't I, know. I, feel, I, I honestly I, don't know. Like, you well, know, you know, anytime I've seen like something get disclosed where somebody's like they disclosed a cycle or they found this uh, liver king thing, yeah, it's like doesn't seem to be a big thing, um, you know. And it's like a lot of really like quality stuff, like the more expensive stuff, and um, you know, uh, which. So I guess I'd want that too if that was my living you know <clears throat> to get the primo stuff but yeah i guess not you know i mean so hgh is so big now it seems to be like the thing that's like the bait the base that's like the basis of everything yeah and, I, uh, I would uh yeah it's so expensive you know like- i know back in the day they didn't use as much test from what i understand like they just didn't. Oh yeah, I think you're right. You know, everything test. Really, if you're talking about something that's the basis of test is the basis of every cycle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like law that it has to be. 
but it wasn't, I think, you know, in the seventies so. for guys like Arnold and yeah. that, that, that era. Um, Which I, I don't think. see why it would have. To, I mean, I think they were doing a lot of, I think with them, it was like Decca and Devolves, like the main ones, maybe mm-hmm. Winstrow. And you don't, I mean, you don't really have to do tests from a, like a physiological standpoint. Cause that's, you know, basically broken down into tests, right? Right. At some point or acts the same. Um, I think they had less access to it then too. I don't, I don't think it was like a thing as much. I, I, yeah. Just now, pharma- I mean, pharmaceutically. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, from a pharmacolo- pharmacological standpoint, it was. Yeah. Like there weren't, a, there weren't a ton of uses for like <laughs> endogenous tests or DECA. You know, there wasn't any really uses for I mean, they were made for like, I think DECA was made to like, it's muscle sparing. So like it's used sometimes with like cancer patients on chemo when they're losing muscle and, and um, it does help healing, I think with like burns and things like that. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like widespread. I mean, now I can hop on naps gear and just go order whatever the fuck I want. Right. I mean, literally. Right. And I mean, I mean, I don't know how many people are privy to that, but um, yeah, I well, mean, listen, not, not just, I'm not gear, even just use code, <laughs> uh, the mad jazzer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, well, what I mean is, uh, just in the sense that that's not the only place there's tons of them. I mean, you can oh, yeah. go anywhere and find that and buy it illegally, not, well, you on, know the, what's funny not about, on the dark web, but you know, you're on the, yeah, you're just on, you know the, what I'm saying? You're on yeah. the light web. You're on the light web. You're just doing commerce. But you know what's funny? You, well, not funny, but you know what you were talking about earlier about, um, <clears throat> you know, it not being that open. But if you go on Naps Gear, there are interviews with pros held by Naps Gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is obviously an illegal website, obviously selling illegal substances. And these are professionals in the U.S. on these sites directly talking about the drugs Mode. that are being sold yeah. isn't that isn't that kind of strange I it think is it is it's not you know that's what i mean that, that things have changed yeah. things have changed like it's a, it's out in the I open know. now nobody doesn't think that top level pros in bodybuilding don't use steroids i mean yeah. nobody thinks that is what i should have said nobody have you ever have you ever seen level. have you ever looked at a natty um yeah bodybuilding that's, competition yeah i mean <laughs> it looks like guys at the beach you know, what I mean, like they're good. They look good. I don't. Even know. Yeah. I mean, well, they don't guys even, can achieve quite a bit. And they can. Think, There's a lot of. I think the whole game with Natty is time, right? If you're Natty for 30 years with consistency, you know, and you started when you were 18. And good genetics. Um. Yeah. I mean, let's say 25 years from the time you're 18, like you're gonna, you, you know, you're gonna have made a lot of progress, and lo- progress would probably be slowing down at that point, just from the aging standpoint. But um. You know, if you and also a lot of it, I think, is if somebody hit it in those early years too, when you had the natural production that was the most yeah. um, proficient for that. And then, uh, you know, that's what Mike, that's Mike O'Hearn's game. That's what he says yeah. that he started young, he never stopped. And there aren't a lot of people probably out there who could say that. Um, but I don't think that means he's natty. I don't I know. I mean, here's the thing with Mike O'Hearn I want to believe that he's natty. And I'm the type of person that wants to believe no one's natty, but something about Michael Hearn makes me think 
maybe he is natty. Maybe he's right because right because he's cause been there still, for so fucking long, and he seems like such a genuine guy. Like, I, think, I would never, I never bought Liver King. I thought he was full of shit the minute well, I heard him talk. Me too. But Mike, you know, I don't. But they always have a. They always have a justification. Also, also they always have a justification. Just Liver King had his raw liver. Was if I'm if I'm going to share something, it has to, like you're talking about the realness. If I'm going to share something, it has to be real, and this is what's real to me right now. And so I kind of want to share it that way. And, you know, I'm not afraid to tell anybody that I use TRT now. I'm not afraid to tell anybody that I've used a substance or a compound before in the past. But I would also say now that I take a conservative and responsible approach that I've seen doctors. I see a doctor regularly. I have blood work on Monday for that. Um, I'm not afraid to. I don't hide that from anybody in my family. You know, I do a TRT dose of testosterone. I'm 44 years old. It makes me feel, well, I don't want to say it makes me feel great as if it's like a, a narcotic drug or something, but it makes me feel, you know, healthy and vital. Like I still have energy, not to say that a 44 year old doesn't without it. I'm just saying like, I want to do these things. Like I want to stay in the gym. I still want to make a lot of um, progress and, 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 and get results. And uh, you can do that without it too. It makes you feel better, man. Like it does. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, if we can, if we can be fifty and feel twenty-five still physiologically, like why wouldn't we be doing that? That's just a modern, you know, uh, something we have a, a luxury a, a, that we didn't have, you know, fifty years ago or, or before. It, it is a luxury, really. It is a luxury, really, in a lot of ways. And and but it's like it's different. not a luxury in a negative sense. It's just like. Yeah, of course you'll take advantage of that. The same way we take advantage of air conditioning or... Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and as a man, you see a lot of successful men who are open enough to talk about it. Like, you know, men at the top, you know, like uh, they'll t if, if they're open enough to talk about it, a lot of men are doing TRT. Most, you know, middle-aged celebrity men are doing TRT. Mm -hmm. um, if not all of them, I mean. Mm -hmm. they just, if, they're the, if they're the kind that wants to, you know... that that plays roles that require them to be fit and vital. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not like a, it's not like a nefarious thing or even an unhealthy thing. I think it's a healthy thing. Um, My doctor is unhealthy. There are doctors. I mean, you know, there, well, there, may be, there may be some things that aren't ideal. Like you got to manage some things. You know what I mean? You got to watch your iron. Um, you got to watch the balance, you know. I don't watch anything. Well, I'm mean, you don't gotta, I guess you don't have and I don't to. watch, and I don't yeah. even, and I don't even get mine from a doctor, and I've been doing it for a decade almost. Yeah, Which, yeah, but the, I mean, the problem maybe is, I'm gonna not, die. maybe I'm gonna well, die. The problem is, the problem is, is that the consequences from managing that inappropriately, uh, inappropriately, like they don't happen tomorrow, you know uh, what I mean? It's like I'm a not. Well, I'm just saying. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying it wouldn't be a bad idea to monitor and no, I know where you're at. And I go to the doctor things. regularly. I just don't do that, like specifically. Yeah, like as a protocol. Because it's cheaper to do it on my own. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, even if and you I can, and I can adjust it however I fucking feel. Like. Right, but even if you get it on mm -hmm. your own and and. And I guess I'm still I smart about it. Like I just take a, you know, I take like, well, you can you also know, 250 milligrams, you know, something like that. Like I don't, if I'm in a regular 
you know, what I would call a TRT dose. And I'm, I'm not getting crazy with it. Well, I mean, I am honest with my doctor. They don't administer it for me, but I'm honest with them about the fact that I, you know, what I do, how I do it. I don't lie about it. And um, they're open to helping me with whatever, um, you know, would be most beneficial. Like they give me an order for, you know, to give blood. Um, they work with me on that. They take bloods for me. They tell me where I'm at. They, if she advised me, I'd, I'd follow it. Uh-huh. Um, and she will, you know, she will. Um, if things are off, but you know, so far, every time I've had, I've checked in on it, everything's pretty good. So, um, yeah. Anyways, anyways, we've been long, man. Um, let's cut it off for tonight. And we'll like, if we want to do it some more, we'll like, let, we'll like develop it because, you know, I think we could talk over and over and people would like to listen to some of the things we have to say. I know. I'd like to listen to me. So, I mean, you're the only one listening to you when we talk. So, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go. All right, man. Peace out. Thanks for jumping on with me, bro. Yeah, anytime. All right. Yeah, bye.